When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. And I am Jamie Mutter. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? man? I am doing fantastic. Yes. It's our season nine opener. Yes. We have missed you guys. Rob and I are both here in our war bonnet and our loincloths and we're ready to take on <laughs> wow. this. This epic jam, the ultimate crowd participation song, and the best song ever written about the Young Men's Christian Association. <laughs> Rob, tell them what epic jam we are covering today. This is YMCA by the Village People. There we go. Bring the horns in, sucker. Oh, I'm not quite. <laughs> Like, we'll play the horns when we want to play the horn. I was waiting on the single edit. <laughs> Radio. Young man, there's no need to feel down. I said, Young man, pick yourself off the ground. I said, Young man, cause you're in a new town. There's no need to be unhappy. When you're short on your dough, <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that line. Baseline's killer, dude. dude. So fu- he's doing so much. <laughs> Alfonso Carey. Oh man! Yes. If you're not jiving, come on. Shoulders moving. I think that was the most I've ever danced while we were listening uh, to it. We danced from like start to finish. We did. I literally almost left my seat. I almost <laughs> got up out of my chair, and I was like, "No, that's too much. I can't. I can't." That is YMCA by the Village People, the opening song of season nine of the Great Song oh, Podcast. Man. First things first, we got to say we've been doing this for four plus years now, going on four and a half by the time this comes out. And uh, I can't believe that you guys have stuck with us through this. Thanks so much. I can't believe we've survived. We've, okay, like we've had everything against us. There's no way we should have lasted this long. (laughs) First of all, we're just jabronis. (laughs) Second of all... We live three hours apart, and we insist on recording in person, in person. which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, in the in the golden age of online communication, Rob's Mazda had a hundred thousand miles on it when he started. It now has four hundred and forty-four thousand miles. <laughs> Uh, we survived a pandemic. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, That's right. this is insane. There's no way we should be here. So all that to Presidential say. Presidential turmoil. Come on. Come on. <laughs> there, was a, there was an insurrection for crying out loud. We survived it all. We survived it all to be here with you today to talk about the village people. That's right. Because that's what the people want. That's right. So, Oh, and guys, stick around to the end. One of your favorite guests dude, that you will ever hear us dude, hang out with. We saved on. this for a... Uh, for an opener, because yes. you guys are going to love Felipe. I, I think Felipe. Okay, so Felipe Rose, the Native American from the Village People. I I think he, I think it's his interview that pushed us over the edge to go. That's an opener. That's right. right? He is so funny uh-huh. and just so everything you dream that he could be. The, that guy that you've seen, you want him to be the guy that we talk to, Absolutely. and he delivers like a champ. Yes. Yeah, so it's, stick around. We're going to talk to Felipe Rose. Um, and talk about his solo music, his time with the village people, career, all this. He's just, just wait, just wait. Okay, stick around. Um, but all that to say, 
Thank you guys for listening. That's right. It's been so much fun making this stuff. We, you know, we started for us, and then all you guys got involved, That's and right. now it's even more fun because we get to make it for you guys too. So, uh, all right, YMCA by the Village People from the 1978 album Cruising. That's with that's not cruising. That's cruising no, with no an apostrophe. No G. Um, written by Jacques Morali and Village People singer Victor Willis, and sort of another person. We'll get to it in a minute. Charts and awards, it went to number two, number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and U.S. Dance Club Songs chart, where it got held back from number one by Le Freak by Chic and Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Sometimes Pretty you just run company. into a freight train. That's right. You know, um, I'd be interested to know for the, like, dance heads among us, for the disco, um, uh, disco-ologists, uh, you know, among us, where now long term this song stands with those, yeah, right? Good. If you would say, yeah, LaFree. Staying power. If they re released the list, would this one go ahead of them if they released it today? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think it, I think it passes them now. I, think I do. It, because I think it of staying passes, power. Do you think I'm sexy? I don't know if it passes LaFreak just because of the impact of Chic, now Rogers, all I that. I do maybe. because of, seriously, the crowd participation that's part. That's true. I mean, that's, if you go to a wedding, if you go to you're, a sporting event, you're right. Of those three, which do you think you'll have the most chance to hear? It's true. And I'm going YMCA every it's time. It's true. It is so true. Um, by the way, I played, this is totally out of left field, but uh, I played a wedding uh, a, a month or two ago with our friend Jansen Furrow. There we go. Uh, season, what, two? Two he or was three, something like that. Co-hosted with us. Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, Earth, episode. That's right. Um, and, of course, we played September at the wedding reception. But my point was, you know, there, we had dance floor, and we're playing, like, dance music. We're playing Justin Timberlake, and we're playing, um, you know, just cool. We're playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. We're playing, uh, you know, just all the fun dance stuff. Sure. Um, but what got the people out to the dance floor more than anything was when we played Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. Baby, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm telling you, the jilted women <laughs> lined up in mass to hit the dance floor. They could not wait to get out there and, and, uh, and really, you know. I shake it in defiance of the relationships that has ended. <laughs> it was insane. I could not believe That's it. Funny. I would not have guessed. Anyway, all right, back to YMCA. Number two, Hot 100, U.S. Dance Club. Number three on the U.S. Cashbox chart. Number 32 on the U.S. Hot R&B chart. Number one in the U.K., Canada, Austria, Australia, Belgium, Finland, France, Ireland, Goodness Italy, gracious. Netherlands, New Zealand, Sweden, Switzerland, and West Germany. Kablamaline. It was the number eight Billboard song for all of 1970. That's huge. Massive, massive song. It is number 338 on the list. Billboard All-Time Yay! 600. What does it say between? Between, between number 337, Lean Back by Terror Squad. Okay. Lean Back. Okay. Is, is that, okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm woefully undereducated <laughs> on post-1998 like hip-hop and r and I just, I'm out of it. And number 339, this makes me sad, with Arms Wide Open by Creed. Creed. <laughs> I just which uh, okay which of the village people would Mark Tremonti play okay Tremonti I feel like Tremonti would probably be the cop cop probably right Who's Scott Stapp Scott I'm going construction work yeah, for construct- Scott Stapp I think so right? too yeah I think that's the right play uh, on that. I think so yeah, yeah I, I think so. so I think so too and I don't know I don't know I don't know who the drummer or bass player would be the ba- I think the bass player would probably just be himself military man he, yeah he kind of just was <laughs> He's like that guy. he just kind of he belonged. has his own village person <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. It is uh, YMCA is certified platinum in the U.S., U.K., and Canada. It has sold more than 12 million copies worldwide, and it is one of fewer than 40 singles to have sold over 10 million physical copies. Wow! Can you? I mean, there's not 40 songs in the world have done what YMCA awesome. has done in terms of physical, physical copies, copies sold. It was the seventh best-selling single of 1979 in Japan, but not the Village People version. That oh. would be the Japanese language version by Hideki Saijo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Following Saijo's death in 2018, his version shot back up uh, to number 15 on the Billboard Japan Hot 100. Sing along if you know it. That's right. He started right faster. with the horns. Yeah, a little faster.
Faithful cover, Nailed just it. in Japanese. Let's get to the chorus. Still the same? Love it. That's Love good, it. man. I feel like if you heard that in a video game or something, you know, yeah. it'd be it'd be really awesome. Let's see here. Okay, a few listening notes and just random notes. First, let's talk about ekphonesis. Let's do it. Okay. Let us do, do it. Do you have notes on ekphonesis? A little bit. An okay. ex- emotional or exclamatory phrase, the young man. That's right. Similar to, oh, joy, rapture, I got a brain in The Wizard of Oz. Correct. I think... Um, Another, uh, let's see, there are a few examples. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, it says, used it in uh, The Telltale Heart. I, I think another musical example would be Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy by Ren oh, and Stimpy. That's good, right? yeah. Another, it's like a repetitive exclamation. That is Tell me y'all remember what Ren and Stimpy is. That's where I learned it's log. Yeah, of course, yes. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, one of the defining cartoons of, of Generation X, I think, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, and we're in that, we're both in that, like, Half Generation X slash Millennial. We're too old to be Millennial, yeah. too young to technically be sandwich. Generation X. So, but definitely a big. I, I had multiple Ren and Stimpy um, CDs, like okay. music CDs. Played they had a okay. regular, you know, Ren and Stimpy CD, and then they had a Christmas album uh, <laughs> in which uh, Stimpy found his long lost son, um, who was a fart. <laughs> So That's, it's yeah. touching stuff. There's actually a touching song from the fart to Stimpy. <laughs> um, but anyway, happy, happy, joy, joy from Ren and Stimpy uh, would be another ekphonesis. That's E-C-P-H-O-N-E-S-I-S if you're taking notes at home. That would be the young man. A uh, little bit about the song. Uh, it was inducted into the 2020 Grammy Hall of Fame. I should say it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2020. Um, it was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It was described in that uh, induction as, quote, an American phenomenon, which I would totally agree. It is one of the disco anthems. It is in every conversation about disco that is of any seriousness. Absolutely. You don't have a disco conversation without YMCA. It is number seven. On VH1's greatest dance songs of the 20th century, uh, and you know I had to look. Let's rob look that up. the so list. I've got the top 12 here. Okay. All right, I've got the top 12. Number 12, Get Down Tonight, Casey and the Sunshine Band. These Can't are all bangers. Can't argue with that. Uh, number 11, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Do you think of that as a disco? Yeah. I've never, I've never it considered dance. it. It's dance. I just think of it as soul, soul Motown, but I've never, it doesn't, I just don't think of it as a, it's the right tempo for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, let's see. Number Suck 10, Staying Alive, BG's. Yeah. Number I, nine. That's 10? I would have put that one. I would have been one through three. Staying Alive? Yeah. yeah. That's the, what's the dance move? That's oh, the yeah. one. And you know what? I just remembered this list is dance, not disco. disco. Yeah, it's so, just dance. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Staying Alive, number 10. Number nine, CNC Music Factory, Gonna Make You Sweat. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Wow. This is a, this is, shots fired here. Uh, number eight. Is the twist by Chubby oh, Checker, man. Which, which is, is number, number one, one on the Billboard All Time right. 600. So, wow. Uh, let's see, Village People, YMCA number seven, Donna Summer, Last Dance, number seven, uh, number excuse me, number six. Let's what see is, if I can guess. Some what of is the, Last Dance? The Last Dance. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's okay. see if I can guess some of the top ones. Okay, is, all right. I want to dance with somebody in there. No, it is not. Okay, I'll the say train one, two. Three of the remaining five are disco. Okay. And two are not. There's one Quad, I'm not Quad sure. Quad City DJs, the train? No. <laughs> no, no. That's a good guess, though. Uh, you know what? Just keep listening. Them. Okay. All right. Number five is The Hustle. Okay. Van McCoy. Sense. Do The Hustle. Number four is Vogue by Madonna. Okay. That makes Gotta sense. Got to give that. Yeah, I mean, good. okay. Um, number three, surprising, We Are Family, Sister Sledge. That's high for this list. That's what I mean. Like, I don't it's, think it's super dancing. It seems high, yeah. yeah. Number two, I don't know unless maybe you know it. Thelma Houston, don't leave me this way. That would be Whitney's mom. I don't. I don't. I don't think I know it either. Don't leave me this way. We'll have to listen to it. We'll get schooled. Listen, Brad Callahan is kind enough to pick us up when we fall on stuff like this. Sometimes he'll hit us up. One of our one of our early on great pates. 
um, producers. I'm starting to call Dang. them producers, right? That's good. That's I like great. that. I think I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, but anyway, he's kind enough when we're like a little a little too young to to know some of this <laughs> stuff. He'll go here. You go, guys. He'll hit us up. Here's on some deep knowledge. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Gloria Gaynor, number one. Okay. I, will I will survive. survive. That you, makes you gotta, sense. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that one. Where were you on that one, Creed? <laughs> <laughs> Don't see with arms wide open on that list. <laughs> oh man, the the dance. You know, there's an ugly dance remix of like higher, higher or uh, my yeah. own prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's doing a human video to it in church right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Our little more on YMCA. It was originally credited as also being co-written by executive producer Henri Belolo. Oh, fancy. Um, but Victor Willis won a court case court case in 2015 in which he pleaded to have Belolo's name removed from the writing credits of YMCA and other village people songs. The defense, the defense, defense, defense. Both work. I heard it. I feel like defense is in sports. Defense is everywhere else. That's yeah, that sounds right. Same word. It's true. Um, Let's see. Okay. The defense alleged that Belolo had written French lyrics, which Willis then adapted, but that claim was rejected by the court and his name was ordered to be removed. So now the, um, the writing credit goes solely to Willis and the producer. The story behind the song is pretty simple. As it goes, Victor Willis and producer Jacques Morali were in the studio and Morali asked Willis, what exactly is the YMCA? And the conversation sparked the idea to write the song and the rest is history. He was, you know, he was from France and he had moved here to New York and, uh, and was like, what is, even though the YMCA is an international organization, it's not I've, just, I've got some YMCA stuff. Let's do it. So let's talk about some YMCA stuff. The goal of the YMCA is, was to put Christian principles into practice by developing healthy mind, body, and spirit. Right. That was their goal. So the YMCA was founded by, I get to use this word, philanthropist. Hey. There we go. There's some <laughs> philanthropinus coming at you there. George Williams, who's the great-great-grandfather of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Really? He was knighted by Queen Victoria in 1894. That guy started... The YMCA. Wow. George Williams. A um, little bit. You know what? Let's play the jingle of Stump the Genius. Oh, And I've got early. some YMCA trivia. Wow. We're coming at you early. Okay. Stump the Genius. Here we go. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right. This is going to be easy uh, version because, I mean, who really knows all that much about the YMCA? I was so going to say, if, we're you, gonna make if you know tri- me, you know I'm very about fitness. We're going to make <laughs> I'm all the time at the Y. We're going to make it true or false. So you'll have a 50, okay. 50% chance. Here okay. we go. Stump the Genius YMCA edition. All right. Okay. Basketball was invented by a YMCA employee. True or false? Mm, uh, what's, it, what's his name? Spalding was his name. James Naismith. Oh, James Naismith. That's right. Spalding is a basketball, though. That's Good true. Job. Yes. I was thought, uh, okay, never mind. Uh, let's see. I'll say true. True. Ding, ding, hey. ding, 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 ding. Where's my bell? Hang I don't on. No. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. Good Thank job. You. I feel like Rob's going to get a lot of these, so I went and got the bell. Okay. It's, see, it's opener. We got to break out the bell. One for one. Okay. Volleyball was invented by a YMCA employee. I'll say false. That is also true. YMCA teacher William G. Morgan invented volleyball four years after basketball. Wow. The YMCA started Father's Day. True or false? Uh, It seems like something that would have been done in response to like, oh, well, there's a Mother's Day, and they're tr- and YMCA is trying to be like, well, if we're going to push these principles, then yes, I'm going to yes, say it's true. correct. Wow. True. Sonora Luis Smart Dodd pitched the idea on June 19th, 1910, and they started Father's Day. So YMCA is credited with the starting of Father's Day. Wow. Um, I had this as four, but I'm going to save it for five. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead. Racquetball was invented by a YMCA. That sounds like a definite yes. True. Okay. All right. Joseph Sobek invented it at the YMCA, originally called Paddle Rackets, but they changed it to Racquetball. Very British sounding name. All right. Here we go. Last one. Number five. JP won first place (laughs) in his fifth grade YMCA basketball (laughs) league. I 100% yes. That is false. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did, well, I finished fifth out of sixth teams. <laughs> we were terrible. Okay. We were awful. But we did beat the Spurs in the last game of the Battle of the Basement. Okay. We finished fifth of sixth. Wow. So there we go. Okay. Um, so three for five. Not okay. bad on YMCA trivia. I've been I've been to a YMCA. Okay. First, I went to a YMCA like day camp in yeah. summer before sixth grade okay. in Nashville. Okay. Um, and... 
Uh, it was awesome. My one of my teachers was an extra in Ernest Scared Stupid, um, and I always thought that was cool. Um, made some good friends. Had a good had a good summer. Killed at baseball. Okay, like that was, uh, that was when I was at my peak baseball uh-huh. wise. Yeah, and uh, and we would play like wiffle ball uh-huh. in the back, and I just murdered, just crushed, just it. murdered these little children. It was awesome. So I played all the sports at the YMCA growing okay. up. I did basketball, base. It was t ball. Then it went to coaches pitch yep. and all that. I I did a lot of stuff at the YMCA there in Athens. You could walk in and you can just smell the chlorine. Yeah, as soon as you walk in, whether you're in the pool area or not, yep. the whole place just. Smells of chlorine. Yes. I also had a great baseball year, my fifth to sixth grade year, because that was the year. Um, transitionally, you could either go play little league, which is where they, or you could stay in coach pitch. Oh, so all my friends went up to little league, but I was at the age where I could pick, and I'm like, I'm gonna stick around. You just dominated. And I cr- I hit my only home run <laughs> I've ever hit, and uh, yeah, I was I was good that year too. But it's just because I had about a year's gap right. of, of on some. Yeah. it was like third, four. It was like fourth, fifth, and sixth, and I was the only sixth dude. So I was like, you freaking O'Doyle rules it. <laughs> You're like I'm a foot taller that's than all good. y'all. That's good, and I've never been bigger than anyone, so it was right. nice. To be, it was nice to be on that that's side your, of the your spectrum. summer of greatness. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, my other, my other, only other time I think I've set foot in a YMCA was in. Uh, I I would have had to have been I think in eighth grade, possibly a freshman in high school, when uh, the um, our youth pastor said, okay, we're going to have a lock-in. We did at all our lock-ins YMCA, at the YMCA overnight. And he brought in what became one of my all-time favorite bands, Disciple. Disciple at a lock-in. And it was their, their first show outside of the Maryville, Tennessee area where they were from. They knew my youth pastor. Was this in, he in Chattanooga? Them. It was in Chattanooga, yeah. Dude, and, I, I'm getting like, I wonder if, dude, I've seen it, Disciple at a lock-in. Really? At a at YMCA? A YMCA? I, at, our youth group would go, and we watched uh, Batman Oh my gosh, this is weird. We might have been at the same freaking lock in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible. I Dude, have no that's, idea. That's hilarious. And the, and they um the band in true rock and roll fashion um knocked over the lifeguard stand and knocked a lifeguard in the pool <laughs> and got kicked that. out of the pool okay. area. I don't remember that. And uh, that's yeah. cool. That's, so they were that's like, rock and roll life. They were like, these kids are going to be like, "Dude, Christians suck." <laughs> Anyway, all right. Kevin. A little more, yes, a little more on the YMCA, uh, just because of this phrase I found. You got most of it that I had also, uh, that it was founded. Uh, it's actually a Swiss organization. Okay. Did you say that? It was founded I, by I, an Englishman, uh, uh, but it's actually, it's headquartered in uh, Switzerland. And it was founded on the principles of, this is the phrase I found, quote, muscular Christianity. Okay, is the I didn't phrase see of, that. The, of the principles. Described by Wikipedia as a philosophical movement that originated in England in the mid-19th century, characterized by a belief in patriotic duty, discipline, self I said duty, patriotic duty, <laughs> discipline, self-sacrifice, masculinity, and the moral and physical beauty of athleticism, just like Jesus taught us. Get ripped and salute your country, lads. <laughs> Based on a quick overview of the topic, I could be wrong here, but it just kind of feels like a way to control young boys. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a big uh, muscular Christianity guy, as are, I would guess, a number of popular bro pastors of the modern day. That's awesome. That's how Jesus would speak to the disciples and be like, Donnie, give me 20. (laughs) Peter, I see you over there. You better straighten out that salute, son. (laughs) Judas, you're running laps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, Okay, so anyway, in the 1880s, the YMCA in the U.S. started offering single-room, low-income housing for people from outlying areas who were moving to bigger cities to find work. By the 1970s, the YMCA rooms were more likely to be filled by either people who didn't have homes to stay in or young people uh, dealing with life issues. And that is the scenario that then this song is kind of, you know, born out of. It's, it's like it's a it's a place to stay when you're when you're what it, what did he say when you're uh, when, dough. when you're down on your down dough, your or dough. When you're, yeah, when you're looking don't have for dough. dough. Yeah, it became just a place to hang out. And the it kind of depends on who you ask. The rumor is that okay, so obviously. Um, it's you know well known that the village people sort of leaned into um, disco's success with gay audiences, mm-hmm. right? And so um, it depends on who you ask. Victor Willis says the song is is what it sounds like on its face, and that there is no double entendre. Uh-huh. But most people go, of course, we're not talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's like a you know, certain, especially certain areas, YMCA had a reputation for being sort of a haven for gay activity and whatever. But it, I've seen several 
like opposing arguments mm-hmm. both ways that like, no, that's actually not true. Or of course that's true. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of both of those things. So this song either has kind of a wink and a nod to some other activities at the YMCA that may have gone on, or it doesn't. I'm not, <laughs> it depends. It literally depends it on who It either does ask. or it doesn't. Yeah. And we've, uh, we've talked about Victor a little bit. Let's meet the band. Okay. Let's meet all these guys. And then we'll come back and touch on a little thing here in a minute. Perfect. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Alright, we're gonna meet the band um, of the village people on this track. I'm there's a lot of members, so I'm just gonna kinda go through them pretty quick and then I'll talk about who played what character, if you will, uh, towards the end. So we got Victor Willis on lead vocals and he does some of the background vocals as well. Uh, Russell Dabney on drums, Alfonso Carey on bass, who we mentioned the killer bass part, uh, Jimmy Just Lee. Just murdering that bass. Jimmy, I mean. Jimmy Lee on guitar, Roger Lee also on guitar, uh, Nathaniel Wilkie on Fender Rhodes, Richard Trifon on synth, Peter Whitehead on percussion, uh, Bittersweet on hand claps, and Felipe Rose on percussion, who you guys are going to love him. We've talked about he's going to be great. Yes. Uh, you're going to highly enjoy this. Okay, so original members um, in terms of characters, if you will, okay. um, personas. Yeah. Persona, yeah, yeah. Um, policeman, Victor Willis. Um, American Indian Chief is how he's categorized. Felipe Rose. Cowboy, Randy Jones. Construction worker, David Hodo. Leatherman, Glenn Hughes, and military man, Alex Briley. That's right. In my research, by the way, for uh, for Glenn Hughes, uh, I saw him also called the Leather Daddy. Oh, And that, that is what he'll be forever right. for me. Uh, you're going to turn it up a notch yes. there. Uh, so that's the band. That's your crew. Um, yeah. So ro- rock on from there, Rob. Okay, so uh, a little few, few notes from me on the Village People. Um, formed by Jacques and Henri Belolo. I assume it's Henri, not Henry, because they're both French. Sure. So Henri, I'm Henri. trying it. Henri. I can't really do it right. Um, no, no matter how we do it, we still have some Southern in us. Yeah, it's Henri, <laughs> Henri Belolo. Um, <laughs> there it is. They were uh, they were a duo known together as Can't Stop Productions. Okay. So they in in France, um, and then Victor Victor Willis was the was the third. Um, you know, part of the formation. Morali and Bololo had had a string of hits together in France, and they moved to New York City in 1977 to tap into the U.S. market. Morali got a, uh, a a demo tape from Willis, and he hired him to sing a few songs, and then apparently he had a dream that uh, Willis sang lead on Morali's album, and it blew up. So he calls him the next day and is like, I had this dream that you're supposed to be the lead singer on my project. And so that's how the village people was born. Um, and of course it, obviously it did, it blew up. So, uh, the album in fact did blow up and Morale recruited the other members of what became the iconic lineup to support, uh, Willis at live shows. That was kind of the original idea was that they were a, a supporting cast. And that's where Felipe comes in. He was the second founding member of the village people. The group was named after New York City's Greenwich Village, which in the 70s had a large gay population and a reputation as a thriving haven for gay culture. Um, and as I, as I said our, uh, earlier, disco also had a substantial gay listenership, so the concept and the music really sort of married together. Yeah, and went hand in hand. Um, and uh, a common misconception is that all the members of the group were gay. But a random side fact, you're going to love this, a okay. random side fact is that lead singer Victor Willis was married to Felicia Rashad. Oh, no from way. From 1978 to 1982. Okay. Uh, Felicia Ayers, I guess, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Who later, for, or Felicia Ayers Allen, right? Okay. Uh, and then uh, later uh, married, uh, obviously, a Rashad. Amad Rashad. That's awesome. A, yeah. So uh, Felicia Rashad, if you, don't know, if you don't know by the name, if you're in our generation, you know, because she's sure. the mom on the Cosby show. Yeah, absolutely. You know Felicia Rashad. And then she was also in the Creed movies, she plays Creed's okay. mom, mom, birth mom. Not in the original Rocky mm-hmm. movies, but in the Creed movies, she plays um, Creed's birth mom. Or Creed's yeah. birth, birth mom or stepmom? I would be birth mom, I would think. I've not seen the Creed movies. I've seen all the Rocky. You haven't seen the, the Hugh- Creed movies? I, ha- I haven't because I, don't, I haven't. I know the biggest Rocky fan in the world hasn't seen Creed 1 or 2. 
Dude! I know, right? I know two's got, like, Drago in it, right? I mean, my gosh, man. I know, sacrilege, huh? Wow, we've got to fix that immediately. <laughs> immediately Y'all will know Ahmad Rashad as a football player for the Vikings, is yeah. how y'all will know Oh, him. funny, I know him. I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just kidding, saying. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, NBA, uh, what is it, Inside Edition? Uh, no, not inside NBA Jam. NBA, NBA, no, no, Inside Stuff. In, there it's you go, inside. NBA Inside Stuff, yeah. So, Felicia Ayers, Allen, Willis, Rashad. Um <laughs> I guess I don't know if that's the right order or no, not, but and, and did you know that uh, that Ahmad Rashad um, proposed to Felicia on air through Bob Costas? No. So I literally saw this on like TikTok or something like two weeks ago. Okay. okay. Um. So this random timing, but they were doing. He was a he was like a sideline reporter yeah. for an NFL game at the time. And Bob Costas and I for, forgive me, I can't remember who the other co-host was are in the studio. And this is like 1980. Well, it must have been shortly after this. If they were married till till 92 to Victor Willis, it must have been shortly thereafter. Um, but uh, so it would have been so early 90s. It would have been no, wasn't can't have been 90s. Judging by the TV, she was set. married till 92 so, till 82. 82, yeah, okay. 78 to 80 to 82. Um, so it must have been shortly thereafter. Um, judging by the the set, but anyway, so Bob Costas is talking to. Ahmad on the field and it was I think it was Thanksgiving okay or it was it was a holiday it was either Thanksgiving Christmas or New Year's okay um and Ahmad says uh Bob if you could do one other thing for me I know you know Alicia Ayers Allen uh who is on the you know on the Cosby show blah 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 blah. if you could do me the favor of asking her when you see her if she would marry me and that's how the proposal went, apparently. And so they, and then they're talking about it after the, you know, after the thing. So he p- proposed to her through a third party on live television. That's pretty cool. Really interesting. Um, okay, couple listening notes that I didn't get to earlier. Let's talk about the um, the most ra- the most random thing about this song is the hits uh, before the chorus. Okay. okay, but I'll tell you why they're a thing of necessity. The ba 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 ba. It's yes. To, okay. It's the most random thing, okay? But and it and it breaks up the, you know, it's got this killer you know, everything is set and everything is like even numbers of beat, uh bars and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then all of a sudden you've got these five stabs. But it had to happen because otherwise the lines of lyrics would have run over each other, right? Okay. So, let's listen to the Right, there's no you have to put those or you can't get the it's, it's fun, fun to, to stay, stay at the, at the right because yeah. so you've got in the got do then it's fun, fun to, to stay, stay at the, the you, can't, you can't you can't finish f- either finish the other line or start the other line. right so something's gonna have to That's get cool. interrupted if those if those hits aren't there good listening um, the other thing is uh, the the chord structure is obviously uh, very simple mm-hmm. uh, but it's well, there's one chord difference on the verse. And the chorus. Okay. So on the chorus, you've got young man on the one. Mm-hmm. I said six. Young man. Mm-hmm. I said four. Mm-hmm. Young man. And then it's all unison stabs, just walking down the walking down the scale from the seven to the two. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. And then the bass goes back to the one. one. Young man. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, then on the chorus, though, it goes to a two minor instead of the four. So it's uh, we've talked about this before, but it's a parallel major minor. Okay. So if we're in the key, I don't know what key this is into you. Mm-mm. I'm gonna say mm, something like a like a E flat E. Um, just do an E just so that we can. Okay. Hit. So let's. I feel like I'm gonna let's find let's out. Let's figure Hold it out on. real quick. Oh, excuse me. That's a G flat. Okay. Yeah, oh, we're so in G flat. So seven, six, five, four, three. On the five. Then here we go on the course. We got one G flat. Then E flat minor, the six. Then here we're going to go to a two, A flat minor. Right? And you get that great horn line, two, five. So it's an alternate, um, it's a parallel uh, minor. So in the in the verse, then that would be, uh, if we're in G flat, that would be, would be a, a, a B major chord mm-hmm. um, or a C flat chord if you want to be super technical. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it would be a B, um, a B chord. Um, but A flat minor is the relative minor. It's the, essentially the same chord, just with a different bass note. But it gives it a little different feel and gives it a um, gives it an element that the that the verse doesn't have. And it also leads way to that awesome horn line. Ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. 
that that little chromatic thing that just sits so well over that chord. It's just just beautiful. Good call. Uh, let's see some random notes. YMCA was used as the wake-up call on day 11 of the Space Shuttle Atlantis mission to the International Space Station in 2000. Okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which version. If you get the single version, it starts with the horn line. Right? Or you get the original you that we had here. coming in. Just the hits. With the, you know, whatever. That's uh, quite a way to wake up in space. I wonder if waking up is different in space. In space. You know? Or if it just feels like the same way you wake up here, or if the do they hit it and turn on all the lights in the oh gosh I hate just when you're like at camp disco lights <laughs> oh man at camp when you get woke up in the morning do you ever have, like oh man no, I never went to camp okay because I don't like hanging out with people but. <laughs> that's the, one of the worst is like it's cold you're already bundled up and then they turn on the lights and some yeah. counselor starts singing some annoying song yes now I played when I was when I was with a band we played at, at a some camps you know and stuff like that and I remember there was one where we like slept in the dorms with the, you know where oh. the students were. And somebody came through with like a a trumpet yeah. or a tuba or uh-huh. something, and they were just oh, it was so obnoxious. I was like, "This is why I don't go to." One camp. of my buddy's dads used to come in singing. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up in the morning. Oh you know, gosh. every oh, was, no, thank you. Uh, okay, more than forty four thousand people danced to the Village People's live performance at the two thousand eight Sun Bowl, making it an official Guinness World Record for largest YMCA dance. Oh wow! Okay. There we go, forty four thousand people. Um, it's not the it's not the record for largest dance, but it's just they started keeping records of the largest YMCA dance okay. gathering. So that's the largest uh, of that type. And I believe we talked with, uh, with Felipe about sort of the origin of the dance itself. Um, so we'll let him tell that story. But the band didn't Was come it, up with it. it wasn't the band's uh, idea. American Bandstand, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so blamed it, Clark. Um, do you have something on the dance? Were you gonna well, s- I was going to talk about what the actual motions are. Okay. So the Y is arm stretched, arms stretched out and raised upwards right. in the shape of a Y. Not straight up. Not like straight outward up. Outward angle. Up and outward. Yeah. Um, the M is made by bending the elbows from the Y pose, so the fingertips meet in the front of. It says the front of the chest here. No, that's I incorrect. Think, I would think right? that would be. Is it? Does, oh, uh, maybe it is. I think oh. it's to the chest. Okay, most I've people done it stop at the head. Yeah, but because it's shorter and less movement. But I, technically, it's supposed to go to right. the chest. M. It makes so a sharper it makes M a that better way. M. Yeah. So you lazy Emmers oh, wow. out there. I'm a lazy Emmer. I just realized that about myself. It's self discovered. Dang. Here. I did see that some people had a tendency that they would go on the shoulders. Yeah. Like a uh, what is that? Like a is that a field goal? Is that a what oh, is that in is, football, yeah. right? Yeah, that's like a, a that's or a it's timeout some penalty. Maybe it's a timeout. Maybe yeah, maybe it it's a timeout. timeout. Anyway, but yes. Oh my gosh, M it's, to the chest. M to the chest. Wow. Not not McDonald's M. No. You got a sharp M. Yeah, sharp M. Oh, I, it is the, the I was th- that's the word arches. I was thinking of McDowell's. Coming to America. C arms extended to the left. To the left, like a C. so that the viewer sees a C. That, that's right. Not you're not, not you're not making you're that, not that C making for yourself. For you, this is C for others. That's correct. And the A, hands held together above head in, right. in your traditional A yes. position. Yes. So, there you go. Wow. I was a, we I was, learned, are you a lazy Emmer? I was there? a lazy Emmer. All right, I have one last note. We never talk politics. We don't talk politics Not on this show. Uh, but this is too good to pass up, okay? Do you remember the thing during the 2020 uh, presidential election where then-President Trump started playing YMCA and Macho Man at his rallies by the Not, village people? Not really. Okay, uh, is that where he does the dance too? The yes, little, he's okay. doing like this yeah. dance, right? And I, I don't care what you think about. I don't care whether you're pro-Trump, anti-Trump. Don't care. Yeah. That was funny. That's funny. Okay, yeah. that was funny. The combination of President Trump's usage and a Saturday Night Live parody that they did after that called "Cease and Desist." After Victor Willis uh, pulled his support for the song, um, there were some incidents revolving at like Black Lives Matter protests, and they and so and initially Victor Willis had been fine with it, and then he was like, "No, never mind, I'm yeah. not fine with it." Um, the combination of those things led to the song jumping back into the top twenty on iTunes and back up to number two on the Billboard wow. Digital Dance Song Dang. Sales Chart. Then, when President Biden won the election. 
the song became a sarcastic like nan and a boo boo uh-huh. from the Biden camp following the election. Um, and then finally, President Trump became the first sitting president to skip the inauguration of his successor since Andrew Johnson skipped Ulysses S. Grant's inauguration. And as he left Andrew's Air Force Base to head to Florida on inauguration day, they blasted YMCA over the loudspeakers hey. as he boarded Air Classic. Force One. Cool. That was the last the the last refrain of the Trump administration uh-huh. is YMCA <laughs> against the wishes of the village people. Man. So, there you go. That's our that's our lone note on politics ever. ever. I think. Yeah, nine seasons. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. I hope uh, and you guys are going to love the interview with Felipe. Yes. So stick around, and we'll uh, we'll say bye at the end. But we have kickstarted season nine, and dude, we have a we've got a doozy of a season in store. Tons of good good interviews. Tons of fun games. Um, so stick around. Let's do this. We have thing. a doozy with many O's. There's many O's in that doozy. That's right. Um. So. If never mind. <laughs> many O's in that doozy. In the meantime, stop what you're doing right now. I don't care what you're in the middle of. I don't care if you're feeding a baby. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Let that baby wait and go to social media outlets right now uh, at Great Song Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and follow us there. And I don't know why I went baby. Uh, Who, you know, have it's the important. baby follow us. Find, feed, yeah, feed the baby, but create an account for them. Make sure they follow us. Um, hit us up on all those places. Join the Facebook group, Great Songs, and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, you go to greatsongpodcast.com for archives and send us voice messages and more. And uh, if you want to be a producer, be part of helping us make the show, you can go to patreon.com slash greatsongpod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Great song pod. And uh, if you want to do that, if you want to throw some support our way, we can say thank you by giving you bonus shows, early releases, and all kinds of other goodies. I won't go through the whole list of things, but uh, it's a lot. We do our best to try it's and It's worth say, the donation. That's right. We do our best <laughs> to try and make you feel appreciated. So uh, thanks so much to the Patreon producers out there. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Felipe Rose, and we'll catch you on the other side. This is the Great Song Podcast. Before we begin on this like great interview with you guys, um, I, I've received like a, quite a number of, of uh, requests for various po- podcast shows. But for me, you know, I want to navigate the waters of podcasts with entertainment, you know, not political stuff. We did enough of that Absolutely. last year, you know, music and because I have a new single out. So, you know, when I was looking at the list of like, OK, I, re- I want to do that show. But then you guys contacted me, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we reached out. And that's weird because I, I like uh, like three weeks ago, I said, you know, I want to do that show. I want to, I want to, I like the great song podcast because these guys do their homework. Oh, well, so, thanks. that's great. So, so yeah, so, so I have a bit of trivia for Rob. Okay. Oh, so, okay. You, yes, I love you were it. talking about, you were talking about, um, um, the uh, Madonna's like producers, and one of the producers, Fred Czar. Okay, uh-huh. I know Fred Czar. He was working a lot with Debbie Gibson. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So the connection between like Madonna and Fred Czar and Debbie Gibson is like like one percent. Wow, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and she was like. Wasn't 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 Debbie Gibson like the these Taylor Swift of our time back then? Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a great, great yeah. analogy. I've never heard that, Felipe. That's perfect. That's well said. Well, we, well, we, well I mean, not, not that not not that JP likes the Debbie Gibson or probably does <laughs> no, 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 no. or does. I'm just saying that you heard her a lot on the radio. Oh, and she, place, yeah. she she wrote some great songs. In lots of you know, shopping she, malls, in like everywhere too. Like you're right, yeah. everywhere, restaurants, all over the place. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I like that. That's wow. Good. How about Felipe about, coming in yeah, hot no, with trivia from the, the Madonna bring episode? Bringing the hot takes. That's Felipe excellent. coming out the gates. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we're so pleased to talk to you today. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we love it. You just did one of our favorite things, which is when we become aware that an artist that we wanted to talk to was aware of the show before we contacted them. That's one of our favorite things in the whole world. So that oh, just, okay. That just right. made our I day, that. That's, That's right. That's, yeah. We're set for the rest of the day. No matter how this goes, right. you made our day. We're happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, why don't we start here? I just kind of want to know everything about the village people. I want to know <laughs> I want to know 
how it got started. Uh, if I if I know if I've done my research correctly, you were the first recruit for the village people. Is that right? That, that's that, yeah, that is correct. And and you know the thing is that um, the story changes when one person tells it, and then he tells it to the next <laughs> that's person. Great. And by the time it goes around the room, and by the time it goes around like the world, four decades later, it's it's literally something that I've never heard before. Right. <laughs> so so to, so to just keep it simple, I was at the right place at the right time, dancing in clubs in New York City, singing and dancing, and being you know the, uh, I. T- into my biracial roots and I figured okay well you know there there's too many dancers in New York too many performers I need to they say in show business you have to have a gimmick mm-hmm. so my gimmick was like tapping into you know my father's heritage and I started dressing up and all of my native splendor but I wore less clothing back then <laughs> today I'm a bit more covered up I was you know you have to imagine that in the disco era, being being in the clubs and and performing with knee-high moccasins, with uh, five pounds of sleigh bells, with Angora hair on the ankles, <laughs> and the ankles, and then a loincloth on right. with just a g-string, a necklace, and a headdress with some war paint. War that was brazen. <laughs> that was really brazen. I really had a lot of balls, <laughs> you know. But but I I was young and I was hungry as an artist. And I wanted, you know, I, I was set out to, like Madonna had her dream, um, and every every artist has his dream. Um, I I grew up with a showbiz showbiz mom, so there was always music when I was growing up. When I was a kid, except that her music was more of like the big band era, Broadway mambo, mambo music, salsa music, and all that. She's the Spanish one in the family, Puerto Rican, and so. With that dream that I had, I wanted, I knew I was going to become famous. It wasn't until this ex, this ex-producer, this producer approached me in a club and said that he wanted to do something with me in his French accent. And I looked at him and said, doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and like, he said, I want to do something with you. And he, what he meant was uh, his lack of English. He meant. I asked like the DJ, Richie Rivera, the late Richie Rivera, what's he talking about? He said he wants to record with you. Like how did how did a DJ catch that what I didn't hear, you know? <laughs> but I have a tendency of tuning people out sometimes. Like if I think that they're just like, it's too much for me. Um and he said, No, I want to uh I want to work on a musical project with me with you. And then when he introduced me and, and and I went to the recording studio and I heard the music. It was basically sing on this. It was already recorded a lot of the music with the first lead singer who was only a backup singer. The song and the album was written by a few people along with Victor Willis, but Vic, there was no intention of Victor Willis becoming the lead singer. The producer wanted Phil Hurt. Phil Hurt said, I don't want to be a lead singer to this band. Um, so basically when they when we recorded everything and he told me what the concept was going to be, they showed me after the music was recorded and I, and, and I looked at the, the, the drawings and I was drawn in with a cowboy, uh, a construction worker. And I don't know what the other images were. They weren't really a well-defined biker. And I thought, this is a really stupid idea. <laughs> so, you know, there was that 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 really um, dry sense of humor that I had about myself and also not believing and taking seriously what people were saying. But because he was a real producer and he had the um, his uh, new, previous release, I think like a year or two before, was with the Richie family with the best disco in town. So along with auditions, we embarked on on filling in the the types, the male stereotypes, yeah. and then they auditioned, and then they, that's how they were chosen. That's crazy. That's wild. At what point did you guys go, um, you know, okay, songs start coming out, uh, you get a little success first, I think, overseas, and then here, some of the, I think Macho Man starts to hit over here. At what point do you guys go, Okay, this is more than like kind of a gag. This is like we have a real career here. We gotta, you know, we gotta treat this like a like this is gonna stick around for a while. At what point did you guys know that? 
Well, well, not it wasn't it wasn't after the the first album, which was uh, only the uh, the album with models on it, and I was on the cover of the black and white album, San Francisco Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it was basically of uh, the village people, the song about the village, yeah. San Francisco Hollywood and Fire Island. So those were locations. It was a studio album, but it stayed on the dance trust for well over fifty seven weeks. Then when we had the auditions, and that album was released. Right during the the uprising of uh, the uh, the out of uh, the gay lifestyle, everyone came out of the closet during the Anita Bryant Save the Children campaign, which backfired, and everyone just across the country came out of the closet, and me included. <laughs> and that album was the backdrop to that summer. Gotcha. And then when we did the second album, Macho Man, because we didn't really have a show, we didn't have a lot of material. Everything else was filler in until the second album that dropped was Macho Man, Key West, I Am What I Am, Sodom and Gomorrah. Come on, Rob, help me out here. <laughs> he's, the, he's the genius one over there. So it was basically when we got back from the uh, from Europe that we heard the Macho Man on AM radio. AM not on you gotta radio. love AM radio. That's awesome. And that was when and that was when we realized. Oh my God! Uh, I think we're famous. <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think the thing that sets you over the top is your strong ability to point at the camera. You are the best camera pointer <laughs> ever. When it kicks to the court. me, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. You, you, you do the. Uh, I mean, coming out the out the gates, even in the navy. I've done enough Zoom. I've done enough Zoom all through 2020 and until now. Um, to kind of know, you know, where to look and where not to look. Oh, I meant like in your, I meant like or, in or your pick music. your nose, no. or, or stand, or stand up and walk away in underwear when I don't think people are watching. Yeah, yeah I meant you're only wearing you're only wearing your, a shirt, right? I, I meant in your music videos and all the music videos. You're the one that's pointing on the on the choruses. You point right at the camera. Really? Yeah. Really? Great. I didn't. I, were you watching videos of me? I of watched, course. We watched the whole thing. Hey, we do prep work. Isn't everybody? Yeah, that's right. That's a lot. Isn't everybody? Yeah, we do prep You know, the thing is that some of the music that was recorded and and, and me, I was not in that process of the writing and, and, uh, and the music situation and all that. But the, a lot of the music that as the group progressed and it became a crossover into mainstream media and pop culture... Um, a lot of the music choices that ended up on a lot of the albums, like you just could not explain, like, what is it? Why is it there? <laughs> it just landed. The, yeah. uh, it just landed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, sorry, go ahead. Well, like, for instance, in uh, the cruising album, the third album is when we had where we had uh, YMCA, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the, the single. Yeah. The the single was supposed to be I'm a cruiser. I love the women. Again, that was something that was in Jacques Marley's head. And YMCA was a filler song. They needed one more song to finish the album. And the, and the story, as the story goes, um, in truth, that when we were working on the album after lunch, the producer Jacques Morali returned and asked us in French, "Qu'est-ce que c'est?" E-M-C-I. Look at AJ. He's like laughing. <laughs> and we kind of looked at him like, because I was, I didn't know what he was talking about. Somebody, <laughs> someone said, uh, it means Young Man's Christian Association. And it was like that, like he was a genius. Like if that light went on and he just turned around and he said, okay, bon, bon, be, that bon means good. Bon, we're going to write a new song. And I would go, oh God, some piece of shit. <laughs> you know, some crap all song. And then it was like he started humming right away and he sang uh young man da 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 young man YMCA and oh okay and they wrote the song in 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was near it was Neil Bogart in the president of Casablanca. Now Casablanca Records was like Motown was in the 50s. Okay. And Casablanca Records was huge in the late 70s and early 80s, around that time of 76, 75 to like the mid 80s. And you had Kiss, you had Donna Summer. Village People was a big, big label. He, the, the late Neil Bogart, he made the choice to lift and put YMCA 
make it the, the, the release song, the release single. Wow. Wise move on his part. Yeah, Good he, ear. I'm telling you, yeah, actually, you know, it was like a, it was a, uh, uh, just a great afterthought that he, uh, that he just said, no, 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 this is the single. Huh. And I remember we, we were in South America and we were told that YMCA was just released and it was like hit the radio stations and people lost their minds. So you better hurry up and pull a routine together because you're going to fly to L.A. to do Dick Clark Live. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so, so when we got to Dick Clark Live, he had a habit of sitting in the bandstand with the kids, the dancers. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to show you guys something. This is the during the rehearsal. And then they played the chorus and the kids jumped up and they did the arm thing. That's so of that course, was a you know, question that we had. So yeah. thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. We wanted to know. So, so, of course, when the TV show is over, you know, we, we simply have to lift it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, Take it and, apply it. It, and apply it to the song. But it was, it's only at the very end of the choreography that we do the YMCA. Yeah. But through the chorus... It's the audience that does it. Yeah. Without that audience involvement and the interaction, you probably don't have those gold records on the back. You might, I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that, that, that constitutes a lot of hard work. Yeah. You know, at the time, at the time, I can recall what a what a what a schedule was at uh, during the day. You traveled. You did radio. You did uh, radio stations. Then you did either went to t- Peaches Peaches or Tower Records. Then you had sound check, you ate dinner, and then you got ready for the show. So our days were really long, and then we traveled by bus again the next day. Life on the road. But when, Goodness gracious. But when you're 24 years old, you can sleep. You have you can sleep later in life, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but you know, it's the fans that are the ones that That's you know they bought the record and the record climbs the charts, and then. It constitutes its gold or platinum and what have you. Yeah. So, well, then we'll circle back to your newest single, That's which right. is awesome. Which I actually heard before you sent it to us, because um, I was like, "Rob, we're gonna have to talk move with me, groove with me. We're gonna have to talk yes. about it." So, tell us a little bit about the <laughs> about recording Dance of Dance Again yeah. and, and kind of what where you are with that right now. Well, the, the of course, no one was dancing in 2020, and such great music came out. And I had just finished the Ultimate Disco Cruise in February of 2020. And upon returning, I was going to be heading to Brooklyn to the Studio 54 exhibit. And then never made it because it was canceled because the the city closed down in March. And it was right then, during that moment when everyone was literally, we were all home, not going anywhere, that disco music made a huge return in like the likes of Dua Lipa with Levitation, yeah. BK, BK7, the Korean uh, boy group with Dynamite. And then all of this like new fusion disco started to uh, to reemerge. And then all of the remixes of Donna Summer. And then disco just exploded around the world. And, and just sitting home, realizing this, I started making notes and jotting and what have you. Okay, you know, I... I think it's time to get into the recording studio. And so I did write and finish the song coming out of PTSD because of the loss of so many friends and the next producer and all that in 2020. And on my birthday, January, January 12th, I went into the studio with Tyler Safford. He's 24 years old. Got to go with the young producers. If you want to grow as an older artist as myself, I want to I want to go to a younger artist, not go to not go to a guy my age. He's going to give me guitar legs from the 70s. <laughs> He's going to give me that drum roll, your drum pads. Right, Rob? Yep. And then you'll be listening going, OK, so Felipe put out a d- new music, but it sounds like old disco music. Yeah, right. You know, whereas this doesn't. He actually gave me he gave me a nice edge to the song. So it's sort of new disco pop. And um, and so he said, what do you want to sound like? You know, you're you're finding your voice. And I and I I, I hear different things. And I said, I want to sound like Post Malone. OK, because no. that's like that's my hero, because they asked they asked Post Malone. So why is it that you sound so good? And he said, it's called auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's why it's there. You know, and so the thing is that we set off to write this song and five hours later, 
It was really about what we didn't do in 2020. No one was dancing. Yeah. All this great music was coming out and great music from so many other artists, country, you know, you name the genre and, and the music was coming out. But nobody, we were all locked down. Yeah. So the song is about that this period that we're in now, that we're coming out, we're going to dance again, we're going to celebrate life and enjoy ourselves. Because now we know what to expect. Right. That's why... That's why we have to live hard, live like it's the last day, because nothing, we should now not take anything for granted. Yeah, yeah. I, it is hopeful, it is positive, and I think we need a little bit more of that in the world right now. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you. So uh, what is, this is a random question. This is off the, off the wall, but um, thinking about YMCA, I just wanted to know, what is the weirdest use of YMCA or or another or another uh you know another village people song? What's the weirdest use of one of your songs that you've ever come across? I know it's been in some really, stuff. I know it has. Do you really want to know? Yes, sure, I really want to know. Estella's in the living room. My social media director laughing right now <laughs> at your question. That it has to be the head scratcher of tr- Trump with YMCA. Tr- oh, oh yes. that's yeah. man, that makes sense. Okay, I get <laughs> that, that. Yeah. Uh, yes. And now the and now the and now the, the party itself, they are now they've taken the song, adapted it, and changed it to M-A-G-A Magna. Oh my Whoa. goodness. Whoa. Oh, and they've rewritten lyrics. I don't even know that she can you do that? No, Man. I wouldn't think so. I mean I don't want to go well, <laughs> we're staring good you know, at that. that's that second I guess, I guess the ex-lead singer must be tired of cease and desist because Saturday Night uh, Fever, Saturday Night Live, they did a, a during that time when Trump was uh, was was in the campaigns, Saturday Night Live did a a, a parody, um, and the song was called "You've Got to Cease and Desist." Oh and so I'm in my living room actually getting ready to film a parody <laughs> spoof video. I'm going to send it to you guys where I'm sitting watching at my laptop the news and the news anchor says, and now we're going to go on the campaign trail trail to see what Donald Trump is up to. Rumor has it that he's dancing like Elaine, what's her name? Elaine Bennett from Seinfeld. <laughs> and then there he is, and then there's a cut of her, and they're like That's dancing. Great. And then all of a sudden they, they, the camera points to me, and then I, and I just look at the camera I didn't look at the laptop. And I'm like, oh no, he didn't. <laughs> and I turn into smoke and I go into the laptop and I appear on the stage and I knock him down. Oh my go. goodness. That'd be great. That'd be great. What a so it was a spook. And right at the same time when Saturday and I Live did that the night before, we were ready, we were ready to shoot that. I'm gonna send it to you guys. Yeah, yes, that, vi- that video, that video, I, I was looking at my my the guy Todd. Warren, Todd Warren, that was he that wrote the the script, and we looked at each other like like the timing of it was just incredible. That's crazy. It was too ironic the whole thing. What a weird experience to have. You turn on the news. And the president of the United States is acting a fool to one of your songs. <laughs> like, what, how many people can say that? That's you true. know, that's true. That's so weird. And you know what's so funny? What's so funny is that, and I, and I have to laugh. Because I had lots of gays writing to me, gay men saying, I hate that song. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I had nothing to do why he's using it. I hate it. I'll never play it again. The, uh, so, yeah. so something that they embraced, someone else took it over. And now they're like, and now it's, yeah, now it's now ruined it. Yeah. Over. The, uh, right. So you have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Am I correct there? I do. Yeah, That's I do. Amazing. That was in that- in that- uh, 2007, that was a lot of fun. We had Charo entertain the, 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 the people out there. I know we have to leave. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, She's give- hurrying me. Listen, you know, I have also the Disco the Disco Chronicle podcast. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll 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 publish we'll uh, promote it some for absolutely. you when we when we release the episode. And then one last piece of another piece of footnote is that I just did a smoking like two years ago, a, a kick 
version of Dance With Me, Peter Brown's Dance With okay. Me. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll I, I guess I'm going to have to send that to you, too. We'll yes, take whatever please. you send to us. Yes. I, I, we do have one question. Give me the last question. Yeah. It'll be quick. Super quick. Okay. You're on tour. You go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? We ask everybody that. I get a Three Musketeers oh. bar. It's the most ounces. They're all the same money. What is your <laughs> gas station snack food of choice? My gas station snack is something chocolate. Okay. Like, like, like uh, Reese's peanut butter cups or something. Great choice. And then uh, Cheetos. Yes. yes. Salty and oh. sweet. Cheetos, Cheetos, because I want to collaborate with Bad Bunny, so I'm going to see if I can eat, eat, eat enough Cheetos so I can like, go, yo, man, I'm over here. See my fingers? That's great. That's All right. Great. Bad, Bad Bunny, Bad, we hope you're listening. Bad Bunny, Post Malone, and Felipe Rose, That's next right. trifecta. Oh, my God. That would be my dream collaboration with those two guys. Let's make it happen. Thank Felipe, you, Felipe, you've been, been great. Such, Thank you for your time. So we'll be in fun. touch for sure, man. And and thank you for the uh, the the rivalry of episode seven ninety eight with my, everything about Madonna. Rob, <laughs> you were you were amazing, but but uh, JP had to love the uh, the movie uh, from uh, with with Sean Penn at close range. That's yeah. it, man. At close range, I agree. I agree. That that song is is still is still brilliant. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Felipe. We'll uh, we'll catch thank you so soon. much, guys. Cheers. All the best. All the best. Thank All you. All right. <laughs> this is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Felipe Rose. Oh, man, that was fun. Founding member of the Village People, uh, wrapping up our coverage of YMCA to kick off season nine of the Great Song Podcast. You got anything else you want to add? No, it's good, man. I need to, I'm going to go practice my YMCA dance right. moves in front of the mirror. and Work uh, on that M. Make sure it's got to be sharp and crisp. That M's going to be crisp. <laughs> so, all right, we'll see you next week as season nine continues on the Great Song Podcast with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.